0: Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups, and in the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Think Future. My name is C.K., and once again, we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation startups, the future. Not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. If you're watching on YouTube, smack that subscribe button and hit that bell so you can get notified when a new show comes online. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast service, don't forget to subscribe and drop us a note on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. Why am I saying us? It's just me. What was I gonna talk about today? I don't know, let's see. Oh yeah, profitability and innovation. Now I find it really interesting that This seems to happen a lot in innovation organizations in large corporations, is that you have this cyclical effect. You have this cyclical effect because for some reason they cannot put profitability and innovation together. It's very difficult for purely capitalist organizations to mesh with innovation. Because one of the things that's really key when it comes to innovation, especially disruptive innovation, is that you need to spend money on things that don't necessarily generate a profit. In fact, if they generate a profit, that's a a great thing and a rare thing, extremely rare thing. But there's tons of innovation that doesn't necessarily generate any profit. I mean, it could do amazing things for the human race. This could be the most amazing, most innovative, most incredible thing and could improve the lives of so many people. But because it doesn't make a penny, it doesn't get worked on. I've been in many situations where that has been the case where we're working with a client and we have an ideation session and we generate all these amazing ideas. We could generate 70, 70 to a hundred ideas in a single session. And in that single session of 70, to a hundred ideas, we may be able to pull one or two out that they're interested in working on. And those one or two that they pull out, that they're interested in working on that they create a POC for, are only the ones that are directly connected to a profit motive, directly connected to making money. There could be 98 other ideas, some of which make some money, And some of which make a little bit of money and some of which make no money and some of which make the human race so much better. Improve the lives of of their customers. It makes no money but it improves the lives of its customers. Do you think those are the ones we focus on? Rarely. Rarely. I mean it's rare that an organization realizes that there's a ton of ideas here that will improve the customers' lives but they don't work on it because it doesn't bring the profitability. And that's where capitalism and innovation smash into each other because the capitalist wants to increase profitability. Whereas the innovator wants to improve the lives of the customers and the people that they affect. And only when that Venn diagram uh, overlaps is where these products end up being. So that's why there's a very, very small number of products in that space. And a lot of times there's a cyclical nature where, a corporation goes through a period of, tr- of trouble. Let's say they're not making as much money as they are, or there's a recession. The first thing, one of the first things that they do is they shut down their innovation group or they reduce their innovation group. They decide they're not going to spend money on the innovation group. We need to batten down the hatches and we need to look at near term stuff and we need to increase profitability. When I'll bet you most of the time, they can just apply that specific problem. To the innovation group and say, Hey, innovation group, come up with a way for us to increase our profitability. And they will, because they're flexible. They can do all of these things. You just have to give them direction to say, this is what we need to do. We need to improve profitability. I did this once for one of my clients who said, what do we do with innovation? We we can't have this ideation session when we're entering your session and we're having so much trouble. Well, why do we have an ideation session on value added services, on developing things that we could charge additionally for because that's possible too. For some reason, there's so many people out there who think that profitability and innovation can't coexist, but they absolutely can. They absolutely can. And not only that, when times are tough, when a recession is nigh, that is not the time to start cutting out your innovation group. It's kind of like saying, well, we have enough sales. We don't need salespeople. We have enough sales already. We don't need more sales we can get rid of all of our salespeople because we're okay just managing the clients we have. I heard that. I've actually heard that from a CEO at a company that I work with once and six months later, they were gone. They were gone. If anything, innovation is even more important during these lean times because that is what will pull your organization out of the recession, out of the doldrums that is in. It's innovation disruptive or not, that will improve profitability, increase your revenues, and move you more towards developing a product or service that will delight your customers. If it's not for innovation, where is it going to come from? You can't just cut back. You can only cut back so far. You've got to be able to increase your customer's willingness to pay for you, to pay for what you're doing, and you can only do that through innovation. So cutting back on innovation in tough times, it's just the wrong move. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future, future.